my thought for you all, my prayer for all of you, is to clear your mind so you can focus and play with courage. And welcome back to the HTWR podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Jane. And I'm Freddie Ham. Freddie. Yes. What's up, brother? What's up is we have secured a quarterback. Wow. Deshaun Watson's coming to DC? <laughs> <laughs> no, so we didn't get Deshaun Watson, but good news is we don't need him. Nah. We got somebody better. <laughs> Hanaki? 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 I got to practice, but it's, you know what? I got two years to practice and about 8 million buckaroonies that are his money and not my money. How do you feel about that? Oh, it's great. Great value, right? A lot of people are like, oh, that's backup money. Okay. Honestly, I would have paid $8 million just for that playoff performance. I mean, even though we lost, there was so much, so many good vibes in that game. Pretty much all due to Taylor Heineke. Listen, I'm just glad he's back, man. I'm just glad he's back. Whether he's the backup, whatever, we know he's going to work hard. We know he's going to put in the work every day. And I think he's the kind of player you want to have. I mean, we saw it. All of those players rallied around him. Terry McLaurin said, I'll take him twice on Sundays. We saw what Chase did. I mean, come on. Number four been paying attention. He operating. You, you balling. Keep going. So I do. Keep going. I, so I, I see you. I know you. I love it. I went up, I went up to him. I said, I said, hey, keep doing what you're doing for. He said, come on. That's what I do. I love it. Oh, I like him. I like him. Let's get it there, Heineke. Do you want to keep a guy like that in the locker room? Because guys are going to rally around him. They're going to continue to do that. And I love it. I love him. Great moves. Excited for it. How do you feel? I'm going to double down on your point about the, the backup money. And if he's our solid backup quarterback I think that's great that's an important position and if he plays well enough to start if he can duplicate the success that he had in that playoff game and do it on a consistent basis well then we have a starting QB paying him backup money it's a win all the way around and this dude is just all about business he's all about ball he's so hungry he's so happy to be back doing what he's meant to do which is play football I mean gosh he's gonna carry that chip on his shoulder How can you not love him? And as you said, his teammates love him. The leaders on the team love him. Chase Young said it best. I like him. I like him. I like him. I mean, listen, if he puts on a performance like he did in the playoffs, every fan is going to rally around him because what the heck? It was magical. There are so many cool elements to it. No matter what, it's a good story. Again, like you said, it's a win-win. It's important to remember he is a Scott Turner guy. He said in his press conference, Scott Turner was the only guy who came to his pro day. He knows this offense. He's only going to get better in it. I mean, I'm kind of gushing right now about our backup quarterback, Maddie Jane. Like, I know that the Heineke hype is real. And depending on what happens this offseason, I mean, it's going to keep on going. I'll tell you what. Yeah. A lot of folks living down my way in the 757. You're going to see a lot of four jerseys around. We got number four, right? And we didn't get Watson, but hey, we got number four. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll get another four. We, we don't know. There's some fours still out there. We might get a four for four. 
We might get a four for four. I mean, you know, four for four coming through in the clutch. I got a Wendy's on the way home, so sometimes I just I hit the drive-through and double stack nuggets, fries, and I get I get a small. Oh, you get it with a double stack? Come on, man, it's Junior Bacon, brother. What? Come on now. Junior Bacon all day, every day, twice on Sundays. <laughs> That's so my you're, four So you're Junior Bacon. All right, well, let me ask this. So are you are you regular nuggets or spicy nuggets? I'm regular. I can't do spicy. I get the small chocolate frosty as my drink. I get soda. I'm a soda lady. What sauce do you get with your nuggets? Do you get a sauce? Barbecue. What? Barbecue sauce. All right, I'm going to let you do your thing, but again, we're. I thought last episode was o- over, Freddie, but we're going to have to agree to disagree because it's all about ranch dressing, okay? In this household, it is ranch or bust. Can we end this with something we agree on? Because this is a common theme. We'll dissent, we'll disagree, but we always bring it back to something that we can both agree on. I know for a fact that we both agree on this. What? It's the official soda of HTWR. You want to say it with me? Dr. Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Yo, 23 flavors. And we, we'd love to thank our sponsor today. Official soft drink of the HTWR podcast, Dr. Pepper. I wish. One day. We're going to get a cease and desist letter. <laughs> Stop talking about Dr. Pepper on your podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, we need to start another podcast for fast food. Cholesterol we are. <laughs> so we talked about Heineke. We talked about Wendy's. <laughs> the <laughs> two most about, important things. I wanted to take a moment. I wanted to talk about something that, that I feel like no one's really been talking about. Because everyone's been talking about QB mm-hmm. or what skill position player that we might potentially get in the draft. Because everyone's mocking uh, Kadaris Tony to us. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. No one is talking about what brought us to the dance this year. Maddie Jane, I want to talk about the defense. Freddie, do you even want to talk about the defense? You just want to talk about Cam Curl. I mean, I'm going to take I can every see right opportunity you, to talk about Cam Curl. I stand Cam Curl. Hey, Cam, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom. I sent two DMs back in December. You must not have got them. It probably was a problem with Twitter or something. He hit you up on Club Penguin. <laughs> you know what, Maddie Jane? You're just giving me crap because I want to talk about defense, so we can't just have a Terry McLaurin love fest right now. Listen, don't bring him up in that kind of tone with me. You talk about our Captain Terry with respect. Okay. My bad. All right. My bad. But I'm fine to talk about defense because I love our defense. Okay. Obviously, Cam Curl is probably my favorite player on the whole team. Besides Chase Young, because Chase Young's everybody's favorite player, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Besides Chase Young, who is your favorite defensive player right now? Oh, my goodness. That's a toughie. You know, I would say Cam Curl. So you're like copying off of my test. Okay. Listen. You did it last week with the quarterback thing, no. and now you're doing it with. No, 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 with you're doing the same thing because you want to. No, because you want to sit there and you want to like give me the business about the players that I like or the potential players that I like, and then I turn around and ask you the same thing, and then you're like. Well, my favorite is Chase Young on the defense. The, but you did the same thing last week because I was like Trey Lance, and you're like, yeah, I like Trey Lance. 
Okay, I'm gonna pick another one then, Freddie, because I have multiple. Okay, Please I don't do. have to ride your coattails. Go. Okay, I might have to go Montez. I just love that in his second season, he just lit up and putting his head down and working, and he just he just went at it, and he was he was balling, man, and everybody saw it. He's so fast, he's so physical, he's a specimen. His I mean his length, like what the heck? He's just he's great. So our bookends are probably gonna be some of my favorite defenders. So we love being fans, right? Yeah. And we love enjoying the game as fans, right? We could literally go through the defense and go position by position and just have glowing things to say about all these defensive players, you know? And we all like to play coach like we know when we really don't know. We don't know. But we need to find out. How do you suggest we do that? I suggest we go to the source. You don't mean. Yes. No. Who can give better insight into our defense than the leader of the defense, the ringmaster of the defense, Maddie Jane? You know who I'm talking about. Are you talking about the former head coach over 10 years in the NFL as a linebacker, Super Bowl champion, and current defensive coordinator, Coach Jack Del Rio? That's right, Maddie Jane. The rumors are true, and we got him here. Coach Del Rio, welcome to the HTWR podcast. We are so honored to have you. And again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anybody that's listened to this knows I just make a joke about it all the time that the last time we made it to the Super Bowl, uh, I was not born. And we're all looking for that. I think that we saw something this year with this coaching staff where in these next few seasons, like we absolutely believe, and it's been hard to say that in the past, but we absolutely believe that this is a team and this is a coaching staff that could possibly make that leap and make it all the way. And you've been around that success. You've been there. You know, I would say probably one of the best defenses in NFL history, you know, in 2001 with Baltimore, you were there to witness that on the coaching staff there. So what do you think it's going to take to take this team and be able to make a run like that? It's not easy to do. You've got to give yourself a chance. You've got to earn your way into the tournament, the postseason tournament, the playoffs. And once you're there, it's just a matter of getting hot. So what do you have to do? You have to build a team that consistently get in and consistently challenge for a championship. You know, going in and, and making those kind of proclamations. I've never been about making those kind of proclamations, but I'm sure I'm sure fighting for it. Every, every year I've been in the league, that's what I've been fighting for. Now, I've been part of the league for 30 five years playing and coaching. Okay. So since 1985, when I was drafted by the New Orleans Saints, been in the playoffs several times, been to two Super Bowls, won one and lost one. So, you know, when you watch Tom Brady, 19 years, 10 Super Bowls, seven of them wins, five MVPs. I mean, come on. It's like. Does it make you a little sick coach? <laughs> and, and Tom, Tom, has knocked us out. I mean, I've been knocked out by Tom. I think that's my fourth time. We advanced one time in Denver, beat him in the championship game and went to the Super Bowl, but it's not easy to do. But uh, I, I do know this. I think I think there's a certain way that you conduct yourself. I think there's certain players, there's a, there's a certain type of player that you're looking for that just has some of that grit. And I think you saw some of that this year. I think I think you saw, you know, to me, the fabric of the team, um, the, the core of the team, There there's, there's some strength to it. There's, there's a grittiness to it. You know, we're every, every game, every game, it was just keep fighting. Uh, the guys never batted an eye. Um, they stuck together. And to me, there's something about that, that type of, that type of, uh, that type of core, you know? So I think we have a good beginning. Um, and, and now that's obviously, 
you know, we've got to add to it this year. We've got to be good in, in strengthening our football team during this offseason and, and get ready to go. Are we drafting a linebacker in the first round? <laughs> I, I don't have no idea. I'd be happy with one. I mean, I'm looking for speed, speed, speed. We want speed all over the field. And so we'll continue as you as we add in the offseason, you'll continue to see the emphasis on the adding speed. Absolutely, Coach. And you brought up, yeah, the offseason. So the offseason's upon us, and, and we all know the NFL is a, it's a year-round thing. It, it never ends. But uh, what are some things that you enjoy doing in the offseason? How you like to unwind, uh, you know, once the season's over? Well, I'll uh, when, when we get a chance, I'll get down and um, spend some time on the beach in Florida. I will definitely get some golf in. Are you a blades guy? Are you? I, I imagine you with blades in the bag. Like, what is in the bag? Are you a cavity back guy? Like, what do you? Uh, <laughs> I've got a set of blades. I don't play the blades all the time anymore. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. yeah. So I've got uh, TaylorMade's in my, in my bag. Yep. So. Very nice. I got the latest edition and then. Hey, so I'm still rocking with the burner 2.0s from um, years and years back. Uh, but... Hey, TaylorMade is the way to go. I love it. Love that. I've got I've got uh, original pings that I bought when I first got in the league. I said one of the first things I'm going to do, so I'm going to get this set of, of golf clubs, and I put my name on the hosel and everything, and uh, and I still have those. So those are those are kind of keepsakes. That's great. I love that. Awesome, awesome. I have nothing to contribute to the golf talk. <laughs> hey, Maddie right. Jane's the Maddie Jane's the golf <laughs> pro here on on HTWR. <laughs> Uh, and actually, you know, and coach, uh, so both of us, obviously we've been, uh, we've been Washington football fans since the womb really. And, and we're both musicians. And I saw you, uh, you retweeted, uh, you retweeted a drum video the other day. Are you into music yeah. at all? Well, I love music, but, um, that, that's Stanton Moore and he okay. is, uh, married to my daughter, Lauren. They live in new Orleans. They, uh, they own Tipitina's plays. He plays in the band Galactic. Yeah. He's, he's a really accomplished drummer. Stanton Moore, yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's a, he's a really good uh, uh, musician and and a, and a good man, good awesome. husband, my daughter. Well, fa- well, that's the most important part. That's the number one. That is the most important yeah, part. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'd be oh man, I'd be scared to death showing up to take out <laughs> Jack Del Rio's daughter. Are you kidding me? What you doing here? Came to take out Megan. What? I came to take out Megan. Show me some ID. I don't have none on me. You don't have no idea. Get your ass up against that wall. Problem, you think you know it all. You little young thundercats. You got joints on you? No. You smoke that shit. No, sir. You trying to get my daughter high? You smoke what? that <laughs> yeah, Well, not so much Stan, but I've had a few few guys that I've had to help them understand just how important my daughter you know, is to me. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I work out quite a bit, try and, try and stay in shape, stay healthy. And um, yeah, you look like you could still play, coach. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, is is there a player on this, this current team right now that reminds you at all of of yourself as a player? No, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do that to poor guys. If I were to do that, they they get killed in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, assume, I'd assume that you have because I think of like Swagger, and I would think of Jack Del Rio, the player. I think of somebody like Cole Holcomb with like the mullet, and you may not be a mullet guy, but like no, to no, me, I was never a mullet guy. <laughs> he, he has this swagger about him though that I'm like, man, he's just a cool player. I would assume that that's kind of how you were when you were in the league, just like the cool guy. I, that's what I would. That's well, what. Thank I would. you. I, I appreciate that. I'll take that as a compliment. You, you remember your forty time, coach? Yeah, I wasn't fast like those. <laughs> I was more of a four eight, four nine guy. I wasn't fast, but uh, but but I always played like in my pads to my speed, and I always you know felt like I could 
mentally know where things were going and beat them to the spot. So now I, uh, my playing days are behind me, but I sure, I sure miss it. Uh, and I, and I really did love it. And, um, to me, it's the ultimate football is the ultimate team game. And I know it's kind of cliche, but all you have to do is watch each weekend. There's so many examples of it. I, I, I love being there for my teammates and I loved, I love the physicality and the, and the intensity of football. And there's, there's really nothing like it. You said you miss, you know, like hitting players, you miss being on the field. I, I wonder, I'm so curious, is there one play that you look back on from your playing days and you would say, yeah, that was the greatest play in my career. And if so, what was it? That's hard. Uh, I would say probably one of the cooler moments was when I got a, an interception on Monday Night Football and uh, got up and, and returned it 84 yards for a touchdown. And so it, it, it took a little time to get there, but um, <laughs> it, it, it was cool. It was cool. I picked up some blocks along the way and, uh, and, 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 you know, knew how to find the end zone. So, yeah, I think, you know, big touchdown on Monday night because, you know, everybody gets to see it. You know, all, all your family back home, all your, you know, coaches from high school and stuff, all, all your friends, all that, you know, they're all watching. All your peers are watching. So. That, that was that was a pretty special moment. You got to find that piece of film and run it back and put it next to uh, Cam Curl's big pick six that he had. <laughs> right. You brought up, you said you missed being a player. A lot of people don't know that you played for uh, over a decade in the NFL before you got into coaching. Uh, I'm curious to know, how does the experience differ from a player standpoint to a coaching standpoint? And is it as rewarding? Is it rewarding in different ways? You know, how, are, how, do, how do you kind of uh, see those two? Well, it's still uh, competition at the very highest level. So that's that's what I love. I really enjoy the idea of us game planning during the week and then kind of putting everything out there on game day. You know, playing or coaching, you know, you you, you prepare, you spend a lot of time and there's a, this buildup, there's anticipation and the, and, and the smells and the sounds and the I just love it. Now, I, I miss the fans. I mean, I, I, honestly, the um, the interaction with the fans. I like to, you know, right before the national anthem, I like to look up and just and just take it in and uh, and, and look at all the people that are there watching us uh, perform on the biggest stage and just kind of take it in, soak it in, soak it up. And then, yeah, and then when the national anthem plays, uh, there's just, to me, there's just a, it's just awesome. I, I just love that. So I, I missed that this year. And then, and then the reaction when we have plays, I mean, you want to turn around, yeah, you want to turn around and celebrate. So it's like, ah, ah, there's nobody there this year. So, you know, really can't wait for them to open it back up. We get our fans back out there and, we have that interaction it's, it's so it's so cool we can't wait for it either coach <laughs> absolutely so uh my guy it just came down two-year contract for taylor heineke right. his performance in that playoff game he was phenomenal that night absolutely yeah. absolutely and it really seemed like the team really especially the leaders on the team terry mclaurin yeah. chase yeah. young there's something about heineke they just they just rallied around him and some guys just, you know, just have that juice. It was palpable. You could feel it. The whole vibe was just was no just doubt. different with this cat. I mean, and he's feel it. He's, yeah, I've got it on my phone. I've got I've got yeah. you know Chase, you know, putting to the back of his jersey, you know, telling the guy, Hey, you better hey, you better know this name, you know. Hi Nikki. 
<laughs> for us defensively, it was, you know, one of the bottom end games on the year for us. I mean, it wasn't a great game for us defensively, honestly. It was it was a shame. We picked picked a bad night to have that happen, but that but we we didn't play great that night. And but he did. I mean, he was amazing. Yeah. And I mean, out of nowhere, I mean, we're, we're in that game. We just need, we need one more stop, you know, and give him the ball again. Cause that's, that's the kind of, that's the kind of game he was playing. I mean, he just did an amazing job for us. So really happy to see him come in and just, that's what's so cool. When you see guys take full advantage of their opportunity and they believe in themselves and they go out there and they start making plays and the, and the team gets, starts feeding on and gets a little energy. And, and that's what the, that's what Taylor did, you know, that in that wild card game. It was amazing. You know, it's like magic happens, you know, and uh, and that's kind of how the year was for Cam, for Cam Curl. You know, he, he had that kind of a year, he had that kind of an effect. As coaches, we started going, hey, this this guy, this guy gets it. Like, you know, going back to like when we first started those zone meetings, right. his responses are really quick. We could tell even on Zoom. So. So the cream kind of rises to the top sort of right away. It We're huge. Him, yeah. I, I am Cam Curl's number one fan. So <laughs> it's very, very well known on the podcast and to our listeners. Yeah, we are. I saw you kind of light oh. up when I said Cam Curl. You, you kind of. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, you've pretty much seen it all. And you've coached some really, really unique uh, characters. I mean, you coached Ray Lewis in Baltimore. Right. Uh, when you were head coach in Jacksonville, you coached Big John Henderson. So you get the slap before the game, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, from, the, so from our trainer. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joe, that ain't good enough. Come on, Joe. Ah, thank you, baby. Thank you. You making blood come from my damn mouth. That's what I'm talking about, baby. You gotta make blood come through the mouth. You can't just smack me and don't hit me hard. That bullshit. When you hit a motherfucker, don't hit that motherfucker. Let's kick the ass. curious to know who's the biggest character that's easy all right because we just had our zoom celebration reunion 20-year reunion with the baltimore ravens from our 2000 yeah. super bowl winning team biggest character by far tony saragusa by far Oops. oh the goose is he is he's a nut had a guy grabbed you in the bottom of a dog pile oh yeah the fish hook Ugh. The nut squeeze. Yeah, you get all that <laughs> stuff in the pile, man. Did anyone fess up yet? What, who grabbed my nuts? Yes. Man? I don't know who was, man. I don't know. He had cold hands, though. <laughs> if he ever fessed up, would you want to phase him? Like, catch, catch a fade with him? Yeah, I want to give him the old, I'll give him a little, I'll give him a little goose himself, a little smack on a nut. He's so much fun, but you know what? When, um, when we, and he had a great time, and it was fun to be around, but when it was time to go to work, and we stepped between the, the white lines, and it was time to, it didn't matter if it was a walkthrough, a full speed practice or what. You talk about a guy that was locked in in all ball. But yeah, he, he was definitely the biggest character. Who's the, who's the guy that would be on this current team? Who's the biggest character on Washington football team? We, we've got a few. You know, I, I get a kick out of Montez Sweat. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's kind of he's quiet in his own way, but um, he, he's funny. And, uh, and I, I really enjoyed being around him this year. I think, I think you know, he and Chase, um, they, they, they hit it off. They'll bring the best out of each other. And um, I, I just think, I, I think Montez, I think the world, I think he's a great young man. I think he's got a really bright career ahead of him. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know, Coach, did you see the uh, the Step Brothers memes going around of Chase and Montez? No, I didn't there see was, it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole thing, man. Really? So and hopefully they're going to be a yeah they'll be a, a duo that uh, that offenses are going to have to reckon with for for years to come. So yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure, absolutely. 
Well, you mentioned him, Chase Young. I mean, as fans, Chase Young was one of the most electrifying players that we've seen in the Burgundy and Gold since. Honestly, I think a lot of us would say even Sean Taylor. Like, just absolutely electrifying. On and off the field, you know, we were watching. I, I had more fun, almost more fun watching him on the sidelines, hyping up everybody than I did on, on the field. Like, it was amazing. I haven't seen energy like that in a long time. You coached him, and he talks, he speaks so highly of you all of the time, anytime he's asked. And sometimes when he's not even asked, he just voluntarily talks about how amazing you are. What is it like Chase Young? I mean, we see it from the, you know, fan perspective, but like, what is it really like being in the room with him? What is that like? Well, it's it's awesome, you know, when you have a guy, and I've, and I've had some really good players that I've been, I've played with and, and, and coached, had, you know, been able to coach. When he came in, obviously his physical talent, there's no question about that. You know, he, he's gifted, right? But when he came in, his maturity level and his humility and his willingness to take coaching and listening and listen to others, that, that was, top shelf and I'm like all right we've got something here because yeah if you don't approach it that way it's really hard to grow it's really hard to absorb what you need to to learn and and to really progress as a young player there's so much to learn but when you come in with an open mind and you're a sponge and you and you're humble but you're still confident you're and you're 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 willing to work and do all those things and and that's the way he came in and then as the year went on it just was natural he's a leader you know, he just, he loves football. He loves his teammates. He, he genuinely cares. And I think, I think when that's the case, I think, I think it just is a natural, you know, kind of process where leadership emerges and that, and that's what occurred with him. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Coach, uh, it's, it's been a whirlwind season uh, like no other. Obviously, we don't have to tell you that. You had a limited offseason, the whole COVID thing, uh, all the adversity that this team fought through uh, ultimately to win the NFC East. To what do you attribute the success of this team and specifically your defensive unit? That's a pretty deep question. I think uh, the biggest thing um, was that I thought our guys showed up every day, you know, with with positive energy. And I, it's like, you know, you could you could make excuses for like the fact that we didn't have an offseason, um, that we were dealing with COVID, we were being tested every day, we had to wear masks, we couldn't we couldn't meet in person a good percentage of the time over the past year. So we were doing Zoom meetings. And, and I just I just think our guys were kind of like, just do it, just deal with it. Just, you know, don't worry about things you don't have control over. And uh, and, and so I thought I thought we did a really good job of, of just kind of sticking to the task, you know, just kind of taking care of the job that, that was in front of us and not really worried about those other things. Yeah, absolutely. And and obviously we, we know that that your defensive unit was one of the highest ranked in the league. And it's been a while since we could say that in Washington. So it's a great thing to be able to say um, And every game, every broadcast. It felt like everybody was talking about that front four, those first rounders, which obviously there's a lot of star power there. But is there a player that you would say that maybe um, kind of got lost in the fold, you know, didn't get as much credit that, you know, even possibly surpassed your expectations throughout the season? Well, I think, first of all, you know, what I tried to make very clear is that everybody in the league has talent. Everybody has first round picks, you know, how many and where um, it may vary, but everybody has talent. So the league has talented players and coaches that you're that you're preparing to go against each week. And we had that same group the year before and weren't very good on defense. So, you know, my, my message when I got here was, look, you know, talent, it, it's not it's not about talent. It's about performance. It's about 
us coming together and understanding what it looks like to sacrifice for each other and playing together, understanding where we're all, where we all belong and, and those types of things. So I think that was the biggest challenge. And, and for me, it wasn't about the front level. It was about all three levels. So there are three levels of defense, the defensive line, the linebacking, and then the secondary. And they all, in, in order to play good defense and, and to be in the top, you know, the goal is always top five. And so, you know, we end up being second in, in yards and fourth in points. And, and so those are those are great accomplishments, but, that, but that's all about a team. You know, it's very inclusive. It's about, that's about all of us. It's about, and it's not just about me. It's about our staff. It's about, you know, how we do things at all three levels, as I was saying. And, you know, with that, you could look, John, John Bostic was, you know, he played over a thousand snaps last year. I mean, he, he was our leader. You know, he played, he played a ton of football. So he's kind of an unheralded guy that, that, that had a really good year. Um, you know, in the back end, a guy like Cam Curl to come out of nowhere, you know, and, and end up playing a pivotal role for us. You know, obviously the the whole theme all year, there's been a few different themes, but the, the key one has been team. And it's been in all aspects of the organization from the coaches yeah. to players, the front office, all of that. Coach, you witnessed uh, Ron, you know, fight through cancer this season. You also witnessed Alex Smith come back from an injury that could have taken his, his life. What was it like seeing Alex Smith return, become comeback player of the year, watching uh, your colleague and your friend battling cancer all this time and seeing the team, the whole team, everyone respond in the way that they did? Right. Uh, and I think that was a reflection of the leadership that they were watching. And you had a daily... I mean, to watch Alex come back from all, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think he'd ever step on the field again. I mean, when I first saw him, I'm like, there's, there's just no way. And sure. he kept fighting, and, and, you, know, you know, the way he kept working and it, it means so much and he cares so much and he tries so hard, he just willed it. And, you know, Coach Rivera going through chemo and getting his, getting his treatment and you know, asking me what would I would I um, you know help kind of carry the torch when when he couldn't be there and and be the be the head coach you know when when needed and um, you know I handled some team meetings and things like that. But for him to see you know him him coming out to practice, you could tell he felt terrible. Some day, some days he wouldn't leave the cart. Some days he had to leave early or come late. Uh, those types of things. But the toughness, you know, the tough. The, and as I always talk to our guys about. There's, there are different types of toughness. And what we were witnessing was mental toughness. Now there was some physical toughness involved as well, but it was really more mental. It was like just determined and not, you know, not gonna let it get them down. And I think with Alex and, and, uh, and Ron, I think they both provided tremendous examples of what it looks like to just get up and fight every day. I think that I can speak for the fan base when I say that uh, we really look at it like family here, here in Washington. We really do appreciate everything that uh, that you and Ron, all the players, uh, that all of y'all have done representing us in the way that we feel like we haven't been represented in a, in a really, really long time. But with all that being said, was there a moment uh, this season, any time during the season, was there a one moment specifically uh, that you'll take with you? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think there are a lot of moments. Uh, you know, you build these memories over over time, uh, and the experiences I've had in this league, being fortunate enough to be a part of this league, and I'm fired up about being here. You know, I I, I think it's a passionate fan base. I, I didn't get the full experience this year. You know, I'm looking forward to next year. I'm hoping that this uh, this 
COVID thing gets on by and we can get back to reality and, uh, and you know, and interaction with the fans at the stadium and performing for you. And um, I know this, we're going to grind every day. We're going to continue to work at it. We're going we're gonna to stand up for the right things. We're going to do the right things and we're going to work hard, work together and, and we're going to make you proud. You know, and that to me, you know, that's that's what we're all about. You know, we want to make you proud, want to make ourselves proud, uh, want to make, you know, each other proud. And uh, and that's kind of that's that's kind of how we're going about it. It's one day at a time, just attacking it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And uh, and coach, we're so proud uh, to have you here in Washington. We're so proud to have you as our defensive coordinator. One thing that uh, we we're, we can all be sure of, it is going to be fun. It's been fun. We're looking forward to having more fun. We're looking forward to you standing on the sideline, taking an all in during the anthem, looking up in the stands and Maddie yep. Jane and I are up there freaking out. Love it. Love it. Uh, yes, what, sir. What yes, treat. sir. I love, I love that. The idea of that. And, uh, and let's hopefully we get it this year, but um, we're, we're, I'm fired up. I've been, uh, like I said, been part of this league for a long time and I, I appreciate every moment. I don't take it for granted. It, it really is an honor to be able to play at this level and to coach at this level. And um, I soak it up, man. I enjoy it. And uh, I love interaction like this. So happy to come on with you today. Uh, wish you the best with your efforts. I know you guys are working hard to support us and we certainly appreciate it. Coach, this has been uh, amazing for, for myself, for Maddie Jane again. Can't thank you enough for coming on our podcast. Uh, you have an open invite, Coach. Anytime you want to come back on, chop it up. We're more than happy to have you and uh, we hope that you have a great offseason. We look forward to so many great things, so many more great memories and uh, hopefully a championship these next few years, Coach. All right. Well, appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me on. Wish you guys the best. We'll, we'll talk to you in the future. Appreciate it, Coach. Take care. See ya. Okay, Maddie Jane, are you ready to put on shoulder pads and a helmet and run through the brick wall? Listen, I love Jack Del Rio. Can I just put it out there? Can I just, I need to stamp this. I need to put it in Sharpie. I just want y'all to know, and y'all could see it, okay? I'm sure that y'all could, could hear it in the interview. You could feel that. I just need y'all to understand that he was absolutely the most kind, like amazing, easy to talk to. Freddie, I've talked to you about it before. Like handsome he didn't too. have to do this. He, yes, absolutely. Very, very <laughs> handsome, distinguished, classy. I've always thought that. He was so nice to us. And like not saying like I didn't think he would be nice to us, but he was just the greatest person to talk to. Like you just I mean, we're just fans. Like you said it. Yeah, we we're definitely gotta take a second here. And just, again, say thank you, giving us his time. He is a busy guy. He's got a lot going on. He has way bigger fish to fry. Than yeah. The <laughs> fact that, uh, that Jack took the time to come on with us and speak to us, uh, it just speaks so much to the, to the man that he is. Probably the highlight of my Washington fandom was getting to just sit down and talk to him. Coach, man, you are the man. You are the dude that Chase Young talks about, okay? And I'm sure he's called you a dude because we know he loves you. We talked about it. He that dude. But he's just a great man. And um, I mean, and how about that interception, okay? We posted it. And it was a long return. It was an 84-yard return, and he was a linebacker. And I love that one of the first things he said, and he said, my team blocked for me. Just like he's preaching on the field, and he talked about it. He said it takes a team. Right. His, his biggest play of the career, he's bringing up the block. It makes sense why the defense looks the way it does like we've talked about how they just seem like they're playing for one another it, it makes sense because look look at who's coaching them and you listen to Jack Del Rio talk about football for a few minutes and you see okay this is why the team is different 
this is why the culture is different. This is why they really do seem like they're fighting each snap for each other. It's the beginning of who we can become, guys. Believe in it. Believe in the process. Team all three. One, two, three, three. The love of the game has never left him, and it's still just as strong as ever. You hear these players, all these young guys who, who love Coach, and especially Chase because he's the really outspoken one, but the way he speaks so glowingly about Jack, and once you get the opportunity to talk to Jack, you totally see that. Yeah, 100%. Like, you get it right away. Yep. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're skeptical before, but nah. I mean, because both of us right now, we're legit both of us right now ready to put on some pads and go to war for this dude. We would die, but. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd be done for in, in, but you know what? It'd be worth it because we'd, do it, we'd be doing it for you, coach. Doing it for our coach. We don't even have four nine speed. We got nine four speed. <laughs> oh, man, that's being, that's being gracious, honestly. <laughs> Nah, but, oh. Oh, man, I, we could sit here and literally, you know, just, just gush about, about JDR we, we could. all day. We yes. really could, but you know what? Being able to do something like this, Maddie Jane and I, when we started this, never dreamed no. that we would ever get to do an interview like this. I mean, we started this just to share our own fan experiences with other fans. It's going to sound really cliche, but truthfully, from both of us, from the heart, that interview was for all of you. It was for everybody who's supported us, who's listened to the podcast. You all had a hand in this, and it's amazing. And it's a memory that Maddie Jane and I will get to take with us forever. We'll tell our kids about it. Yeah, no, literally, like, I'll never forget it. That's a memory that is etched. Just to put a cap on it, I'm feeling very thankful right now. 100%. So, yeah, hey, props to Jack Del Rio coming on our show. Oh, you did it, Freddie. That's right, we did it. So let's do it. Let's do it. Alright, props this week. Come on, it's obvious, right? You know, and usually we split up the props. You do props, I do props. Let's do it together. I like that. Let's do something a little different. Go ahead, say his name. We all thinking it. Heineke. 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 He got that bag. Heineke. He secured the bag. Yes, he did. He don't need to be taking no economics test. He is the economics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we already kind of talked about it earlier, but... Heineke. What's up, guys? It's Josh Taylor from the Burgundy Network Podcast. And sorry for hijacking your pod, Maddie and Freddie, but I had to just get in on this Heineke love fest. Props to Taylor for being that small kid from ODU to getting that NFL contract with the team. But I want to say props to Maddie and Freddie as well. That interview with Coach Del Rio was straight fire. And listen, if you want more content like this throughout the offseason, make sure you follow the Capital Network. The website will be launching soon, but until then, follow the website on Twitter at the Capital WFT. And also on YouTube at the Capital Network, where we will be launching the exclusive interview with Coach Del Rio and Freddie and Maddie on YouTube. Now, back to the H2WR, presented by the Capital Network. And remember, we all hail together. It's what we do. It's who we are. HT, we are. After what he came in and did, and not only, I mean, we talk about the playoff game, but you know what? He did those same kind of things in the end of the Panthers game, that fourth quarter, and we were just kind of like, oh, man, it was just like, people were like, oh, prevent defense. Well, well, nah, he's just, every time he was out on the field this year, which was obviously not very much, he balled out. And you know what? He absolutely earned this contract that he signed. And uh, just got to give props to him because, you know, to do what he did, because like he literally came off the street and yeah, he knew Scott Turner's offense and he literally was studying for 
an ODU final. Like he was studying. And then all of a sudden he comes in with a new team that he hadn't played for before. Yeah, same coaching staff, but still new team. Yeah, receivers he wasn't right. familiar with, exactly. like people he didn't know. He was the COVID quarterback. Literally. In the COVID, the COVID season. Yes. Yeah. He's the Zoom quarterback. I mean, all of it, all of it together just makes it such a story. And I'm excited and I'm interested, Freddie, because I was thinking about this earlier. And, and I remember Ron saying something because people were asking about Heineke, obviously, because, I mean, he kind of, you know, ended on a high note there at the end of the season, uh, started and ended on a high note. You know, it's going to be interesting, I think, with him to see. And Ron said this. I'm paraphrasing what Ron said, but he obviously laid it all out there. You know, he went for broke because he had to. It's a playoff game. It's going to be interesting, I think, if he gets the start, if he gets the nod, if he gets the chance, right? In a 16-game season, whatever. Is he going to continue to go for broke all the time, every game? Or is he going to dial back a little bit? Is he not? I actually am really curious to see that in his game. I'm interested to see how he's going to play on a week-by-week -week basis. Does that make sense? I want to come at props in a little bit different direction for Taylor. Okay. He a legend just simply for saying that he was going to celebrate with his family by having some Heinekens. <laughs> He's funny, like, yeah. he's he's quick. He's a quick one. Worst case scenario, he just ends up being a backup QB. Best case scenario, you tell me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, damn is he fun. That boy is good. And damn does he love football. That's the best part about this whole team. We keep getting these dudes who love football. And I gotta throw a little mini prop on here cause it's been a long time and help me out with this Maddie Jane in case any of the listeners don't know what our alter ego podcast is. You know, the name of the podcast that we use when we're not HT We Are. Oh, you talking about the WLT, the We Love Terry. The We Love Terry podcast. 100% mm -hmm. Terry McLaurin all the time. I gotta throw an extra little prop on here for Terry because he does everything right. He's this great leader. He's kind of overshadowed right now by Chase Young, which again speaks to how amazing Chase Young is, the fact that he's a defensive player. I can talk about Terry McLaurin's numbers all day. They're just so wonderful. Just You can pick out whatever stats you want and just throw them out there. But I, I saw this on Twitter and I just had to point it out. Terry McLaurin had 87 catches this last season. He had three drops. Man. And I know for a fact on the three drops, I think there was only one that he actually dropped and then the other two, he like got hit by a truck. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I mean, there's so many things we could say about so many players on this team. We could literally gush forever. Players, coaches, everybody. I mean. Everybody. It's everybody. It's amazing the difference a year can make, isn't it? Props to Washington football. Props to this organization. Props to the Washington football team. Yo, shout out to Jason. Jason, you're doing great things. We love you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, we've had so much fun. It's like, ah, I don't want it to end. Yeah. You know, all good things must come to an end. I guess this episode has to come to an end, too, right? If it has to. Yo, if you've made it this far, you a real one. And as always, Maddie Jane and I will be back at you soon. Yo. We got so much more to talk about, so many more cool things up our sleeve this offseason, so keep it tuned right here to HTWR. And listen, until next time, we all hail together. It's what we do. It's who we are. HT, we are. Peace. <laughs>